0: Welcome to the Journey of Woman podcast, a place for women to gather, to simply sit, be, and remember who they truly are. I'm Carly, your host, and there really is nothing more magical to me than seeing what happens when women gather, when they share their stories, drop their walls, and simply meet each other heart to heart. It is here that we will be having all the conversations that pertain to womanhood. No filters, nothing off limits, us real raw and juicy conversations our guests range from mostly women living in their career genius and sharing that with us to everyday women who simply have a story in their hearts they know needs to be shared the journey of woman is not a linear one stories are what bring us together inspire us expand what is possible and also for us to know that we are never alone These conversations and the occasional solo cast will be filled with all the good stuff. There may be tears, there definitely will be laughs. And one thing I can guarantee you is that there will be no masks, just real conversations with real humans. I hope you enjoy this journey as much as I do. Hello and welcome to the Journey of Woman podcast. This is Carly, your host, and I am super excited to have you here today. Thank you so much for joining me. I am going to be going solo today on this podcast because um, I just really felt the call to share with you my own personal journey of uh, working with my natural cycle within and yeah, how I had been have been doing that. Um, I think like many, I won't say all, but many women. Um, My journey with my cycle early on it was very much like it was just a pain in the ass. I I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. It was just like a thing that happened. I, I didn't have any really strong feelings against it, like many people I knew did. Um, but sometimes it's just, yeah, I just had that very what I would say in inverted commas, normal, um, experience of my cycle and I didn't have any pain. I didn't have any cramping. Um, yeah, it was just always a really neutral kind of experience and it would have been back in about 2013, 2012, maybe even, um, that I really started to connect in with my cycle and honour it and um, see it in a really different light than I ever had before. And back at that time, um, I was very aligned with the moon cycles and so everything that I did um, was very much around that. And when I look back now, I would say... I very much honored my bleed time, but not really the rest of the cycle. I didn't really have a huge understanding of all of the other phases and, um, all of my tracking was based around the moon cycles. And in 2014, I did a red tent facilitator training. Um, and back then with a friend, I was running regular red tents every month on the new moon. Um, and so again, everything was based around the moon. I was cycling with the moon. So synced, (laughs) um, at different times, sometimes I would bleed on the full moon and sometimes I would bleed on the new moon. And like, that would go for periods of like, you know, 18 months. I remember I bled on the full moon and then I had three months of no cycle. And I, freaked out a little bit because I thought I was pregnant, but I wasn't. It was just a shifting of my cycle. And when I started to bleed again, I was uh, aligned with the new moon. And there's a lot of information around there out that, that I took in at that time and um, had uh, certain beliefs around. So None of which I align with anymore, so I'm not going to share them. But um, at the time, I was extremely synced with the moon cycle. I remember being at um, my job. I was working in a wellness center, and um, I was talking with a friend who I also worked with and telling her about how synced my cycle had become. And she was someone who was regularly coming to our red tents, and I was due to start bleeding that day and it came when we were kind of in the middle of that conversation and we quickly googled when the new moon was and I was like bang on like it was like 11 o'clock in the morning or something the new moon was which was a a random time but may have even been a bit earlier but I just remember we were like holy shit that was crazy how synced it was. And yeah, I kind of, um, I loved that at the time. I loved how synced with the moon I was. And, um, fast forward to, I reckon it was around 2016 and I started, um, having people in my sphere, starting to share information about the moon that I had not come across before. And when I was um, hearing it and reading it, it immediately felt like truth in my body and brought up a huge amount of resistance because I, at that point, had my entire business was based around the moon cycles. I was running red tents every month. I also had courses that were predominantly based (laughs) around, um, a lot of work with the moon cycles and other facets to them. Um, but yeah, it was, it was big. It was like, this was my world. And I was at that point, not really ready to let that go. Um, so it was there and I was in resistance to it, but I continued to hold, um, my, uh, I won't say, well, I will say worship. I would, I was worshiping the moon still. And I unintentionally, um, as life would have it, um, I was, s- unable to do any kind of rituals around the moon for about six months. And it wasn't until I looked back that I realized this and I went, holy shit, it has been, I have not been able to put my crystals out under the moon. And I had not been able to do any manifesting or normal stuff that I would normally do on full moons and new moons and all of that stuff. Every time something would happen, life would get in the way and I couldn't do it. And it me about six months to realize like holy shit it has been six months since i have done anything around the moon and that was just yeah definitely not intentional but kind of how it played out and in 2017 um it was a few days after i had conceived my fourth baby and didn't realize it um i had flown down to sydney and was staying with a group of friends in Sydney. And a lot of conversation came up about the moon because I had really, it really started to come into my awareness, um, a lot of stuff. And I was just really no longer feeling aligned, but was just trying to make sense of it all in my mind. And I, yeah, I had no idea that I was pregnant. Um, but that weekend I decided, I said, I vowed to all of my girlfriends there and then I was like, I am no longer cycling with the moon because I had up until that point been like religiously aligned with the moon cycles. And um, I made the declaration on maybe the Saturday and the Monday was the day that we were all flying out. And I can't remember the exact day that I would have conceived, but it's just before I flew out, maybe the Wednesday or Thursday um and on the monday i just had a really slight bleed and wasn't much but i was just like holy shit that was a quick manifestation <laughs> because i thought surely not surely my declaration of i am no longer cycling with the moon um because it wasn't a new moon it wasn't a full moon um it was past the full moon um i was just like that's it i am i'm not doing it anymore and I was like, fuck, that was really quick if this, is, if this is my cycle starting. Turns out it wasn't. I had a very light bleed that turned out to be an implantation bleed that day. Um, and I realized a few weeks later that I was pregnant. But so then for the next, obviously, 10 months, I had 43 weeks of being pregnant, of not having a cycle. And for the first 18 months of breastfeeding, I didn't have my cycle. Um, it came back when, uh, Zion was 18 months old. And so I have been cycling since then. And very intentionally, I was very much holding the intention that I was not going to be cycling with the moon when, uh, my cycle returned. And I haven't, it's always just been, um, it's been a pretty regular cycle. Most of the time I've had a couple that were 37 days randomly in there when I first, um, got my cycle back. And otherwise it's always been between 27 and 29 days, but mostly 28, which was my normal before having him. And so once I let go of the whole moon cycle thing, Um, A lot of my tracking and observation of my cycle had also stopped, not to mention, you know, having a young baby and whatever, things kind of just fell by the wayside. Um, I always knew roughly where I was at because I always had in my diary, um, I just wrote down what days, what day I was on. So I always knew, but I wasn't tracking daily um, and noticing the different phases that I went through, um, by writing it down. But what I began to notice just unintentionally over the last, um, probably I would say two years. So back in 2019, when I moved into, um, my house, when I was separated from my husband, I, um, I was, very much in a space of, I wasn't focused on my business. I was just really being present with my kids and homeschooling and all of these things. And what I started to notice, um, aside from when I was bleeding, I would, there was stuff that I would notice cause that was very obvious at that time. Um, but in the, some of the other fa- phases, I started to notice things, and one of those things was in the premenstrum. So the week before, um, I would bleed. I was next level homemaker. <laughs> like I was just all about getting all the homeschool stuff sorted, and I was very deeply connected to that and to cooking and just wanting to be in the home and doing all of those things and really getting what I didn't realize it at the time because I wasn't, it was just happening naturally, but I was just, I was preparing myself for my menstrual cycle that was coming. And, um, yeah, that was the, that was the first thing I really noticed without any kind of writing down or tracking or, yeah, I just really noticed these homemaker vibes that would always come in the week before. And I would be a bit more tired than I was, you know, in the previous ovulation and pre-ovulation phase where you're kind of like superwoman and feel like you can do anything. Um, I was always super active in those times. That would be the times I was always just out and going to the beach every day and catching up with my friends. And um, yeah, again, I wasn't focusing a huge amount of my business because I just was not in the space for that. I was focusing on healing me from my separation and just really spending time with my kids. That was really my only two priorities in those times and building community around me with my friendships. And so that's what I did. And I really noticed, um, a lot of those phases started to become more obvious, even though I wasn't writing it down daily. And, um, it has always been something that, I have, I mean, obviously not so much when I was younger, but, um, for the last at least 10 years, I felt a really deep connection to this cycle within me and, um, have loved it and have nourished myself around it. Um, and recently I read a book, um, that really sparked something within me because I'd really just for, you know, probably a few months before I had just kept thinking in my head, I need to start tracking this properly. Like I need to be writing stuff down every now and then I'd write something that was really noticeable. I'd just write it in my normal diary. Um, just a little like observation that I had. Um, but for the most part, I wasn't really religiously tracking every day. Um, but for months beforehand, I was like, I really need to start doing this. And you know, the crazy thing of why I I never did was because I didn't have a nice journal (laughs) to write in. And I just kept forgetting when I'd go to the shops to go and buy something. And so I just kept putting it off and putting it off. And so then I read the book, um, Wild Power by Alexandra Pope and Shani. oh, I'm going to probably mess her surname up, but I think it's Hugo Wurlitzer. um, And that really sparked in me again that, yeah, that real desire, that real um, deep, deep desire to really know where I'm at on the daily and really start working with my cycle in a much more intentional way and in a much more nourishing way to really just start being really intentional with the understanding that I was wanting to cultivate with myself. Um, I had originally intended to do this as an Instagram post, but it soon became clear to me that this was going to be a much longer <laughs> journey of sharing. And because I have I have recently shared on my Instagram, the story around reading a book a few years ago that completely threw out um, all of my spiritual beliefs, basically pretty much all of them. Like it really ripped the rug out from underneath me. And it was the most beautiful thing because what I did after that, after feeling really fucking empty for a period of time, um, it allowed me to really be discerning with what I allowed back in um where I used to pretty much take on everything and in the new age and believe it to be true um, I became next level discerning and um, have really just cherry-picked the things that I wanted to allow back in and really feel into them to see how how and if they felt true to me. And so I'd already thrown out the moon um, and so I knew that that was definitely not something that was going to come back in, even though that, you know, the book just confirmed that for me, but also gave me a really beautiful understanding of why I felt drawn to the moon in the first place and why so many women do, because there is a history to the moon that is not shared. And, um, it is definitely not that same being that, um, we once connected to. So, um, Yeah, so when I was in the process of like really, you know, choosing what I aligned with and being really discerning with what I allowed in, um, through that process, um, I'd really dropped all of my spiritual practices. I'm sitting down near the beach, so you might hear the seagulls (laughs) in the background. Um, Yes, so a lot had been dropped and um, pretty much all of it, all of the rituals, all of, all of the everything, because I just really wanted to only bring back in what felt true to me. Now there's a helicopter going over. <laughs> so um, what I realized through this process of tracking my own cycle is that for me, this is the ultimate spiritual practice. Like for me there is nothing better um out there because it is not based in ideology. It is not someone else's teaching that you are just e- expected to accept as truth even if you don't have or haven't had a visceral or tangible experience of it yourself. You're just, you know, like so much of the ideology out there is like this is the truth, you just believe it because I told you so. Um This is about going into your own inner landscape and experiencing yourself as you are. This is your reality. You know, there is no ideology. There is no one person saying, well, this is what you're going to experience when you go in because your experience is going to be completely different to mine. But in many ways, there will be so many similarities because there is certain things that happen at certain points of these phases that is universal and how it plays out might be slightly different, but there is these threads and these energies that play out in each of the four different phases that happen to all of us. And that is the common thread, that is the unity, and then there is the sovereign piece. So in everything, it's like we have ourselves as a sovereign human being, who experiences things and, um, in completely different ways to everyone else and has a whole different, um, landscape of experiences that they've had in their life. And yet there is parts of our experience that are unified with other people because there are threads that we all experience throughout our life. So this is one of those things. So I really started tracking properly every day writing down in a journal that is specific to just this, just, it is a journal purely just for my cycle and really noticing all of the different things, all of the little different nuances, the different thoughts that pop into my head, the different feelings, how my energy changes, how my sleep, how, um, yeah, just like lots of different things and this is where I notice the threads that are universal because what is happening for me is exactly what they spelled out in this book. I'm like, wow, this is really, this is really what happens. This is really what the the process is that we go through. And whether we have a menstrual cycle or not anymore, this is, um, I will speak about menopause in a moment, not from experience, but just from at more so out of curiosity. Um, but yeah, actually, I'll just quickly speak into it now because it's fresh in my mind. And I obviously haven't gone through menopause, so I don't know this from experience. And it's just something that I am wondering um, because in a lot of the texts that you read, most of them, I would say, they say, once you've gone through menopause, you can align with the moon cycles. And that obviously does not resonate with me. That is not something I will be doing when the time comes for me, um, for menopause. So I will be tracking it in a different way. And I would be very curious to hear from anyone who is listening, who has gone through menopause or is, you know, in that phase of, um, the, the change, um, how you have gone about that. If you do track your cycles and don't follow it by the moon, because I have, um, I intuitively know how I want to do it, um, and how I would share with other people to do it. But I also think that it is something that has to come from within of what resonates for some people, the moon cycles may still resonate with them and that's fine. That's their journey. Um, but for those who don't, um, yeah, I'm very curious to see if there is something that you have followed, um, to, yeah, track your own rhythms. So the other piece that, um, I want to just quickly touch on as well is around hormone imbalance because that has been a huge part of my journey as well with postnatal depletion and some other stuff going on that really created um, a lot of hormone imbalance in me. And it is something that I'm still correcting. And that is why, again, I really felt called to really start tracking my cycle and really understanding my body on a whole other level because last year it's like March, 2020, I just started putting on weight out of nowhere. Um, I put on about eight kilos in a pretty short amount of time, maybe a couple of months, um, which is very unusual for me. I have always been, um, my weight has always been very easy to maintain and, um, slim. And it was a really actually challenging experience because I went to a doctor, a female doctor, um, who was, you know, reasonably holistic and she basically just wrote me off as, um, being paranoid because I, she looked at me when I said I've put on weight and because I, I'm not overweight. Um, I knew that it was a symptom that something was out of balance in my body. Like I was putting on a lot of body fat and yet she was not willing to, um, listen to me and respect that I knew my body better than anybody else and she just took one look at me and went you've got a weight problem and went like this which was really um challenging I said no it's not a weight problem I'm saying there's something out of balance in my body I know because I've never just put weight on like this in a really short amount of time for no apparent reason like I hadn't changed my diet I hadn't been doing anything differently and so Um, it was, yeah, it was really frustrating because she wasn't willing to do the test that I asked her to do. I wanted her to do a proper full thyroid test and she would only do some of the random ones that don't really give you the full picture. And yeah, it was just, it was like, it was just really hard work to even try and get any answers from her, which I ultimately never did. (laughs) Um, it was through my own research and working with a nutritionist that I really started to understand what was going on in my body and realizing that it was in fact hormone imbalance and that's exactly what our body does when we have a hormone imbalance is store fat because it's like a survival thing and it's perfect and thank you body <laughs> for doing this however i also want to address this from the root cause and you know, really get things back into balance. And I know that the first step for that is, even though my cycle is, you know, it's very regular and all very normal, um, there's nothing kind of out of whack there. Um, I just know by tracking it and really deepening that connection with my body that that is also just going to bring more and more answers of what um, I need to do um, to bring it back into balance. And I know, one of my key problems is that I am probably undernourished because I don't eat enough. And, um, I think that's very normal for mums. We are, you know, just always worrying about getting food into the kids and stuff and don't necessarily worry about us as much. Um, and yeah, I think that through working with the nutritionist that I did earlier in the year, that's when I really realized that I was in fact, undernourished. I was eating all organic food. Um, I would say 95% of my diet was organic. I wasn't eating, um, yeah, anything like no junk food or anything, but it was just, I also wasn't eating enough of like good fats. Definitely was definitely lacking in that. And it wasn't eating enough protein. And so I really started to realize that um, how much my nutrition, even though I was, in, in inverted commas, eating healthy, I wasn't eating the right foods. So um, it's been a real learning journey of bringing my body back into balance and finding, like, while traveling, that's really difficult because so often if you're on the road, you just got to got to eat what, what's there and it's not always the ideal thing. And um, so, yeah, that has definitely been an ongoing um journey for me that I am still in the midst of and trust that um yeah this is all happening so that I can deepen my understanding and my wisdom um around all of this to also be able to share with more women because I think I have I'm pretty I would say I was pretty well educated in um, health and nutrition and I still didn't know, um, how much more I needed to be eating because I was breastfeeding. Um, I didn't realize how much more, like I'd heard things like, Oh, you've got to eat more and all of those things, but nothing, I'd never really fully understood what I needed to be eating. And I hadn't gone right into it but you know I had studied natural health at a natural health university college (laughs) Um, so I wasn't like completely stupid around all of this stuff I wasn't like I was clueless and had no idea but um, one I certainly wasn't applying the knowledge that I did have but I also there seemed to be a lot of gaps in the information and that's one thing I have found is that For every person that you find talking about nutrition, you find another one talking about it in the complete opposite way and saying everything opposite to what the one person is saying and then it's really a minefield. It's very confusing and so it's been a lot of trial and error and finding what is working for me and um, trusting my own intuition of the foods that I've been guided to eat. I'm back having raw dairy. I hadn't had dairy for years. Um, I still don't have normal supermarket dairy um but raw milk and things like that my body is absolutely loving and yeah lots of good fats and meats and um yeah and then you'll find others out there who would say don't have all of that it's terrible for you and you know what that's what my body is wanting right now so it's really learning to trust our bodies and um yeah, that cycle may change too. Right now, this is what my body is wanting and the nourishment that it is calling for. So I think that really knowing our hormones and understanding them is important. I think our nutrition and what we're feeding our body is important. And ultimately, all of our, everything that we're doing affects our Cycle. So, you know, that is a really good indicator if our cycle is out of whack that um, there is something, you know, that really needs to be addressed because, um, yeah, they call it like the fifth vital sign, you know, like blood pressure and heart rate, whatever, all of those things that they check vital signs for when you go to the hospital. They say for women, the fifth vital sign is your cycle because you can tell by looking at the blood and if it's regular or not, or, you know, pains and PMS and all these different things that have been sold to us as being normal. And again, in inverted commas, um, and really isn't, um, they are all signs of, you know, something being out of balance. So, um, yeah, I have a lot more to say <laughs> on the menstrual cycle stuff and how we have been misled. Um, and how we were set up Um, as youngsters. Most of us, I would say some had a much different entry into that world and yay for them. Um, But for the majority of women, you know, we come into um, having our menstrual cycle in a way that is not empowering and um, very little information is given to us and very skewed views on what our cycle is and what it represents are passed on and that pain is just part of it and it needs to be accepted and that PMS is just part of it and it needs to be accepted and that um you know irregular periods are normal and all of that and that's not true it's <laughs> not true there is a lot of misinformation out there so it's something that um yeah i just have been feeling so drawn to sharing more about and my journey. And for those who may feel called, um, I am offering a container for five women to join me. Um, in It's a three month container on Voxer from the solstice, so December solstice, 2021, to the equinox in March, 2022 and we will journey together for three months and really just connecting in to our natural cycles. And this can be for even if you don't actually, if you're not bleeding at the moment, you are still having, you are still cyclic. You are still a cyclic being as a woman. And we still work on that 28 day cycle, even in menopause. So there are ways that i will share in this container Um, if you are in menopause or have gone through menopause you're at the other side um, that you can track your rhythms and for those who are bleeding or also postpartum i'd say or pregnancy that um, women can also use this same um, strategy to track Um, and then for those who are bleeding then yes just following that menstrual cycle and also, we will be looking at um, our outer cycles as well. So, obviously, these also have an effect on us. So, the astrological cycle um, and other natural cycles like the seasons and things and how we feel um, in different seasons. This is obviously um, the summer season that we will be traversing together for those in the southern hemisphere or winter for those in the northern hemisphere. And the other core premise of this is something that I always say is that when women gather magic happens and I have been saying this for the last decade because it's something that has been intrinsic in my work is bringing women, women together. And this is the first um, container I've created in a really long time where I have brought women together. Um, like this so i have created it at a really low entry point as i dip my toe back into this world of holding space for beautiful women to come together and create magic together Um, it's just 99 dollars australian dollars for the three months and um yeah i'm just really looking forward to journeying with these women because selfishly i want that i want to have that um daily connection with a group of beautiful women to just share where we're at and on you know it doesn't have to be every single day and particularly you know at the start of the bleed i would expect that for a couple of days you just be like i'm out i'll be out for the next couple of days unless you feel called to come in and share but you know there's no expectation to do that when you're just in that deep honoring space for yourself and yeah it's just a place to be held um, a place to be celebrated a place to be supported. And yeah, I just feel so strongly about, um, the importance of women having other women to connect with and share with. And although, you know, when you sometimes come into containers like this, it can feel a bit awkward at the start, you know, you really start to build over time, those deep connections. And also, um, I want to say that there is no forced connection, you know, like there is no forced, um, I have been in containers where it felt like you had to tell people that you loved them on the first day, you know, and, that is not how I roll. That is not the space that I hold. It has to be genuine. It has to be, you know, you feel an integrity and you can hold space for a woman without having to feel like she's your best friend. You don't actually have to feel that um, with everyone who comes in there. And that is completely okay too, because I think this is something that doesn't get spoken about. Um, and I have felt the ickiness of that in Containers previously um, that I have been in, that there has been this expectation that everyone's just meant to love each other and be, you know, best friends for life. And yeah, just that is not that's not how life works. And although we can absolutely deepen our connection and just um, listen and be a listening ear for someone um, when we're in these spaces, and that can be really beautiful. And sometimes that's all it will be. And then other times we will feel a deep, deep soul connection with someone. And that's perfect too. And there might be someone in there that actually triggers us. And that's perfect too, because all of it, there is never any mistake with the people who come together in any group environment. And I just like to hold space for all of it. All of it is welcome. All of it is okay. None of it is wrong. It is all part of the human experience And yeah, it's just, that is just how it is. And there's no right or wrong. It's just about coming in and sharing in a way that feels most aligned for you, tapping into your own inner realms so that you can really understand yourself and have more self-awareness, more self-acceptance and more creativity, less burnout, Um, When we really start to align with our cycles and we do the things at the right time rather than trying to work on a 24-hour circadian rhythm like a man and we work on our 28-day cycle like a woman, holy moly, things really start to shift. So anyway, I'm going to leave it there. If you feel called to join us um, in Nurture Your Nature, um, send me a message either on Instagram at Carly Modra or you can... Um send me a email, uh, just carly at gmail.com and I would love to hear from you. And yeah, I'm just really looking forward to journeying with the women who feel called to be in this space with me and yeah, really tap into their natural cycles. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Journey of Woman podcast. It truly is the greatest honor to have you take time out of your day to have these words land in your ears. Time is so precious and it truly means the world to me when you choose to invest your time here with me and my guests. And one final note before I leave you today, if you enjoyed this episode, then please take a screenshot and share it over on the gram or Facebook and make sure you tag me and my guests and tell us what you loved about it. When you share with your friends and family, that helps me to get these episodes into more ears. And for that, I am truly, truly grateful. Have yourself an amazing day. and I will see you.